Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of The Blue Yorker, a New York podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my co-host and good friend, Cody Frankel. And it feels like we haven't done this in a long time, and it sucks doing it after a loss. But man, Cody, it's great to see your stupid face. I miss you. Bro, your face is even <laughs> stupider, first of all. Second of all, that's the first out of three strikes you have for me today, yep. okay? Hit me Strike with it. number two is- <laughs> Your dumbass said Tampa was going to win today, and they did. Smart ass. And then three, what are you doing wearing an Avalanche jersey on live TV? You're officially on my hit list, and what the hell is the matter with you? Which one should I start with? Honestly, all three at once. Okay. Well, what was the first one? My face? Yeah. Why is it so stupid looking? I actually have a big pimple right here. I mean, you guys are listening. You can't see. And uh, I had the girls that I do the show with put makeup on me today. I know. I, I, I heard. You heard? Yeah. They said that? Yeah, they did. I must have missed that part. Um, you did miss it. They said they were putting makeup on your pimple and everybody. Well, yeah, it's huge. Uh, so second thing was the lightning bet. And listen, I have a job to do. I got to give people my honest opinion of what I think the best bet is. And coming into today, I, I knew the lightning would strike back. No pun intended. But, um, you know, obviously these guys are the two-time defending champions for a reason. They've shown a ton of resilience in the playoffs over the last, you know, three postseasons. And, the Rangers, the first team that beat them twice in a row. I did not think there was any chance they'd lose three in a row. So you're not you're not allowed to use the word resilience for anybody but New York Rangers. Sorry. Well, they're they're resilient too, and I think the Rangers are going to bounce back in Game Four. I think this thing comes back to New York with the Rangers up three to one. Yeah, I, I, I'm going Rangers by a million. I'm Rangers are bust. Um, I'm disappointed in you, uh-huh. but um, so you bet on the Rangers every game, every single game, even uh-huh. if I know that. No, I wouldn't do that. But, uh, <laughs> But I, I would have said they would have won today. Well, you would have and lost. lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to take them in game four. I, well, listen, I, I, I thought the whole time they'd split. I just uh, thought they were going to win today and then lose game four. But now I, I, I would love them to win game four. I would, I would really like it. I would really yeah. like it. Do you think game four is a must win? Because I don't think it is. I don't think it's a must win whatsoever. But I do think if they lose game four, it's going to go seven games. And I really don't want to see another game seven. You know, like yeah. I've said this to you many, many times. Anything can happen in a game seven. Um, you have your foot right now on their necks. Um, you let up a little bit today. Fine. But like keep keep pushing the throttle and like keep moving forward. Like don't don't take your foot off the gas because we we don't need to see that game seven again. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. We, we have them where we want them. We just need to go do our thing. Forget about today. Like, take away from the positives, move forward, get a win, and bring it back to New York and finish them in five. So, in your mind, what are the positives from today? I thought Keandre Miller had a great game. I feel like I'm saying this every game, but I, mm-hmm. I, he was just, to me, he was the most noticeable Ranger out there outside of maybe Igor, who had, like, 45 saves. Um, and he saved a huge goal for us today as well. I think, um, with that takeaway, I I don't know if you remember that, but, um, Tampa was like getting a breakaway and Keandre came from behind and snuck, snuffed the puck out. It was sick. I think that was the play that started the two on one shorthanded. No. Yeah. 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 That was the shorthanded chance where Goodrow hit the post. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Joe missed it. Yeah. Keandre took it away, but, but that was like on a Tampa breakaway. So it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty sweet. Um, another positive is Igor looked amazing again. Uh, I think this might be his first game or like one of his very first games where he's actually lost over 40 saves. Like he, I feel like every single time he's had 40 saves, he's won. Um, I would assume you can count the numbers of losses on, on one hand. If, if there even is one outside of today, and you know what's funny? He lost and his save percentage went up. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he made like what he make forty six saves. I mean, he. I believe he, the final tally was forty eight. Yeah, fifty one shots. Yeah, I mean, we got outshot like fifty one to thirty. So mm-hmm. it's 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 tough to win when you're getting outshot that bad. Um, I thought we did a pretty good job today, actually blo- blocking shots, but not a good enough job limiting shots. Yeah, another you know? positive though too. I thought the power play continues to be our bread and butter, which yeah. is like huge. Yeah, I thought the power play looks great. Our 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 stars on our power play looks great, right? They were all over the place. Um, I thought top line looked pretty good all in all today. Um, what would you say are I guess the biggest negatives from today? I mean, to me, listen, they're they're not gonna play every game perfect, right? It's so hard to play what what are you smiling about? I'll tell you in a second. Oh god, okay. Uh no, just tell me now, because now my mind's I, I, I'm just laughing because the first thing I would have said is Jacob Truba, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but all right, keep going. Well, no, I, I just think, um, you know, we kind of talked about it. I feel like on the previous shows where it's really hard to play a complete, a complete 60, right. And the last two games, like games one and game two, they played as complete of games that they've played all playoffs long. So you kind of mm-hmm. knew that they were due for a setback and obviously going into Tampa where you're playing against the two time defending champions. I don't have to say that every time I talk about them, like they what knew what do? they were, they knew what they were going to get, you know, yeah. and yeah. they did not play great in the first period. Kucherov actually like had maybe three quality chances in the first period, his play where he like faked the wraparound and tried to bank it off. Igor was one of the sickest moves I've ever seen. I've never seen anyone. Second best that. player in the league. I tell you this every fucking time I talk to you. He's I still disagree. That's that's fine. And if you disagree, he's still top five. So I, I think nobody would disagree that he's a top five player in the league and he can do wonderful things with the puck. Mm-hmm. And I thought until this point, they did a great job limiting yeah. his chances and things like that. And today he was all over the ice. I mean, he must have had seven shots today. But like I told you before the series started, remember I said like the stars on each team will cancel each other out. So like today's yeah. advantage had scored, Kreider scored, and then for them, yeah. Stamco scored yeah. and Kucherov scored. So like <laughs> it's the difference in that game is is Palat. So like the kid line who's been amazing. That was my X factor. Oh, you know, yeah. That was my X factor, dude. Palat was my X factor, but but I'll I'll take my wins where I can get them because I was dead wrong on my bus because Stamkos is just going off. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's truly a, a very good player, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't like to blame guys. I really don't, but I, I do think Truba was a big factor in us losing the game today. Um, you know, the team didn't play a good third period whatsoever, but when a team's already playing so poorly, um, and barely staying afloat and somehow we were in a tie game incredibly late into the game. You just can't take dumb penalties like that. I mean, it's such a high leverage situation. That one really stings. And, you know, I was just, I said this to you earlier, but I was just hoping we can get to OT regroup, get some fresh legs um, because we were really getting dominated in that third period and and chasing their tail a little bit. But um, the biggest turning point of the game to me was when we had that four man advantage um, and a minute oh, yeah. in, Truba took that third penalty, which ironically is the one Truba penalty they didn't score on. Mm-hmm. But I thought 
that was probably the turning point of the game because that was our moment to win the game. I thought we had a four minute penalty, um, a four minute advantage. And, you know, that was our chance could have done it. And unfortunately that, you know, he's going to catch a lot of slack for this game because he's been, you know, he's been kind of inconsistent in these playoffs, but like he's also had some really good games um, and then some tough games like tonight as well. So I definitely can understand why some fans will be frustrated with his play, but it's funny because like when Truba lays the boom on guys and really sets the tone, everybody loves it. But you need to know his success also comes with flaws such as this. And, and he's genuinely like, and generally a, a slower skater in that regard. So like when, when a fast skater, like a Kucherov is storming past him, he's not going to be able to catch him. So that- the thing about Truba too, is like when you take him out of the play, when he takes a penalty, he's one of mm-hmm. our best penalty killers. So like you yeah. need him out there on the kill and that just like insult to injury, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It just sucks. I mean, it just sucked all around. And it's like, I say this word all the time, but like you need to have a higher IQ in that situation. You, you, it's as simple as that. And again, I don't like to blame guys, but when you're beat, uh, you know, in a two, two game, like you, you got to find a way to, to cut the right way or, or something like that. I mean, especially when you already have two penalties today and, and both were goals. I mean, you know, like you, you got to figure out a way there. So. And let's talk about Ryan Strom because I think we touched on it a little bit toward the end of the regular season when he got hurt in those couple games, remember, and the Rangers like yeah. score. Uh, and I forgot who their opponents were, but I remember there was a three game stretch where they struggled. And we were talking about maybe Ryan Strom is really important. And, you know, I'm curious to see what Gallant does with the lineup. I said that they should move Mott up to the second line, don't touch the kid line, and throw Bradzinski in there on the fourth line center position. What do you think he should do? Do you want to play Rooney instead? I mean, a lot of people, I think, are, you know, 50-50 on this decision. Yeah, so first and foremost, Strom had a no-contact injury, and that's never a good thing ever. I think the best-case scenario here is that we hope he hyperextended something and he needs rest for a few days, whatever. And he's most likely probably going to miss Tuesday unless whatever he did is like so minor and he just sold it really well. Um, other than that, I, I think there's a good chance he's probably going to miss Tuesday. Like best yeah. case scenario, he misses Tuesday and he's back Thursday. Um, as unfortunate as it is, but worst case, I mean, no contact injuries are usually something with the ACL or MCL. So Hopefully, I mean, listen, he hasn't had the best playoffs, but he is, you know, a big, a big part of this team and, and, and hopefully he's okay and and good to go on, on Tuesday or Thursday. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, there's a lot of things Gallant could do here to me. Would, would it be crazy saying like moving cop to the two C and then moving Rooney up to the two right wing? And the reason I say that is that move. Honestly. You, you you don't touch the kid line. Nobody wants to touch the kid line. And I don't know about you, man, but I've really, really enjoyed Mott and Gaudreau playing together on the fourth line. Like I don't, I, and Reeves, like, I don't really want to touch that line either. And you're not going to touch the first line. So like, couldn't Rooney or even Brzezinski, even Brzezinski like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Even Brzezinski. Couldn't, you, couldn't you just shift cop over to the center and then, and then just put them on the right wing. And then I actually like that idea better. I would just do that. I would put a yeah. uh, cop at center and have Brzezinski up there. Yeah. I think there's no need to like mess with two or three of the lines chemistry right now. I think like a quick plug and play, like, is he going to be as effective as Strom? Probably not, but yeah. Rooney holds his own. He's, he's played a couple games here. Um, I do think they'll go with Rooney over Brzezinski just because I think Rooney played like six or seven games already. I actually think Hunt might play. I think Galant, I, I think Galant I was, might do what you're saying and put Cop in the it, middle and have it, Hunt play on the other side. It's very possible. Well, because they possible. played together all year. So, like, yeah, 
Yeah, it, I mean, it kind of makes sense a little bit. It's possible. I just like in that scenario, I like feel bad for, for Panarin. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't but want Panarin has some familiarity with him though, so that's why I think he might do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be debated. We won't know until Tuesday, but I I think unless like Strom's whatever is going on with him comes back completely clean, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a good chance he's probably out Tuesday at least. Yeah, um, I, I, de- no, I, mean, I definitely agree. Even good yeah. is Goodrow questionable. He was no, he came back in the game. He came I know, but game. is he okay? Do we, do we... I, yeah, I think he's fine. I think he's fine. He just took a he just took a slapper. Yeah. <laughs> he but he just, had a broken just, foot. I know, Where, I know, but it? I think I think it hit him like in the shin or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, yeah, it's just just unlucky for him. But he looked like he was in pain, but then he came right back and, and was like good to go and wasn't hobbling anymore or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what what did you think about the kid line today? I thought they were a little flat, and it was like very noticeable because they've been essentially the catalyst for this team um, throughout these playoffs. So I thought they were just a little, uh, you know, a little quiet today. I mean, yeah, I think it was definitely their like least noticeable game throughout this last two rounds. Cause uh, you know, they were playing together in Pittsburgh, but you know, as good as they were against the Penguins, they weren't like such difference difference makers. Um, Carolina was really their breakout series. And then, you know, obviously games one and game two, they were great, but yeah, I, I didn't notice much. And, you know, I think, they feel super confident on home ice as they should. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they've, they played okay in the games in Carolina, but where they really thrived was at Madison square garden. I feel like that's where, you know, they've done the best. And, uh, you know, I think it was evident today. Maybe they just like, didn't have the freshest legs. I don't know. Right. They have been playing a lot and, and they're probably not used to getting so much ice time. Um, so that could be a factor, but I'm not concerned. I think they'll bounce back in game four. Like, yeah. I, I think it'll be okay. Well, it's so funny. You you have been like preaching special teams yeah. are, are what makes and good goaltending is like what makes teams win in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. funny enough, today it was a five on five goal that made all the difference in that even strength goal that we just couldn't get. Pretty so good. it's like you kind of need a combination of both. But that being said, our special teams was fantastic. And so was theirs. Yeah, exactly. If they didn't score on their power plays, like we're probably winning that, you know, like both right. special teams happen to be good. So like that's why it got canceled out, but like every other round we've seen, like, you know, last round Carolina's power play was terrible. And that's right. why we were able to win. Cause we were scoring power play goals in like five straight games. Um, yeah, exactly. you know, five and five is going to happen. There's going to be five and five goals or the, at least there should be. But if your special teams doesn't convert, you're screwed. Like look what happened to the Florida Panthers. They got fucked cause they scored one power play goal on like 33 chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and also I, I just realized we didn't even mention our guest today. We have a great guest today. John Jastrzemski, uh, he runs the New York, New York podcast. It's going to be an awesome interview. Um, Johnny, I, I don't have anything else to add really. So I don't know if you wanted to send it over to him or any final thoughts here. No, I think, um, you know, game four, I think we're going to see something similar. Tampa's going to come out buzzing again in the first 20 minutes. The Rangers just have to find a way to get momentum back. Not that Tampa has all the momentum in the series, but you know, going into game four, they're going to feel very good. They're, like I said, five fucking times. They're the two-time defending champions. They've been in this situation before. So the Rangers just can't feel intimidated. You know, they were feeling great. They won two games. They can't let the fear of like playing these guys that have won get into mm-hmm. their heads because you know, sometimes, you know, I've seen it happen before where the young teams, and we obviously have seen how resilient, and I use that word again, the Rangers have yep. been, no quit in New York. But when you go down to the, you know, team like Tampa Bay, Right. Sometimes it could creep in your head like, oh, shit, how are we going to come back and beat these guys? They've done this. They've been here. The the good thing about that is I think we have a great leadership core. And I do think guys like Chris Kreider, Zibanejad, Panarin, uh, Gaudreau, 
you know, even Strom, who might not be playing. Um, and I missed the six A. I there's so many who knows these days, but who's who's the six A? Who do I who did I miss? And Fox? No, Fox is an A. Who did I miss? Good job. Oh, Truba. 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 Truba's an A. Yeah. So so you know, I think I think their leadership core is gonna do a really good job in I think they're gonna do a really good job energizing them Tuesday. And I think they know what they need to do, and it's just a matter of executing at this point. And I think they're going to come out guns blazing. I think the land's going to light a fire under them. And I think we're going to see a totally different team on Tuesday, um, ready to play. And I, listen, like you said, man, these guys are resilient as could be literally no quit in New York. And I think they're going to come out and I think they're going to do exactly that. Get the win. And yeah, it's can't wait for some hockey Tuesday already. <laughs> and with that being said, let's send it over to John Jasemski. This week, we're happy to welcome on one of the most popular guys in New York sports, someone anyone who follows sports should be familiar with, the host of the New York, New York podcast, JJ, also known as, I guess also known as JJ, but John Jastrzemski. What's going on, dude? It's nice to have the face of New York on here. Uh, it's very kind. I love that introduction. It's a mm-hmm. pleasure to be on with you boys. Uh, a little Likewise. later than we anticipated because, you know, the New York Mets had to go extra innings against the Dodgers and... You know, that's the way it works on a Sunday when you think you have everything perfectly drawn out. But my pleasure. Happy to be on, boys. No days off. No days off. You know the vibes. But uh, speaking of vibes, right now, I can't think of uh, a better vibe in New York City than with uh, everything going on in sports right now. I mean, the Mets are rolling, Yankees are rolling, and the Rangers are up 2-1 to one in the Eastern Conference Final. Can you ask for a better start to the summer in New York City? No. And, you know, you think about COVID the last two years, and you think about, like, empty arenas and empty stadiums so like the idea that like the garden is rocking the bars around madison square garden are rocking you got two first place baseball teams the yankees have been unbelievable all year the mets are doing a whale of a job getting a split against the dodgers like having all of that go in new york like it's just like you feed off of the energy i i'm yeah. sure you guys are aware of it like the rangers too like I full disclosure. I don't do a lot of regular season hockey on my podcast. Mm-hmm. I just don't. It just it is what it is. It's one of those things that we kind of parachute in on late in the game. And right. dude, every year <laughs> I say it, I'm watching the postseason. I'm like captivated by the postseason, and I'm like, shit. How do I not watch more regular season hockey? This is so much fun. I dude, I have been so into it. It's been fantastic. Yeah, po- postseason hockey kind of hits different yeah. it's just like every game is is pretty much must watch and it, it is really crazy i mean i i can't remember a time as of recent where so many new york teams have been this good like at the same time right now and and i feel like i was saying it's johnny new, new york needs a championship like i i think i think the whole city is is ready to take whatever they can get but um transitioning a little bit into the rangers what has surprised you most about this, you know, unexpected deep playoff run from the Rangers? The intestinal fortitude of the team, because normally guys, that's something that's got to like grow over time. You kind of have to like right. build that. This is a super young team. So yeah. I, I guess the expectation and you guys can speak and jump in <laughs> on this. I kind of figured first round Pittsburgh's old, they beat up. That's a series they should win. After that, anything you get out of the Rangers is house money. Well, Igor looks shook in game three and game four. They're down three games to one. They come back, they rally, and they win that series. Carolina owned them in the regular season all year. They're down three to two. 
They can't win in Carolina. They smoke them in game six. They smoke them in game seven. So I, I guess for me, the two big takeaways is that, one, they're ahead of schedule, and two, they're a lot tougher than I ever could have imagined for a team being as young as they are. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely right. Well, now I'll go full disclosure. I'm not a big baseball guy at all. I root for the Mets, but I'm not like a Mets fan by any means. But from what I remember with the Yankees, Aaron Judge's like rookie year. Is it a similar vibe to that team? Because I know that team went pretty far in what was kind ALCS. of a sped up little. I like uh, that comparison. Well. I like that comparison. And I don't know and shit, I, so that's a pretty good comparison. No, that's good. I give you credit there, Johnny. Well done. <laughs> um, honestly, I like that one more than even the Mets in 2015. Because the Rangers had kind of been building towards this mm-hmm. in the way the Yankees had kind of been building towards it with their baby bombers. I right? like they heard so much about the huh. young guys. And it's the idea of the Rangers and the Yankees doing it like a different way. Like we're not used to talking about the Yankee young players being their straw that stirs the drink, even though if you think about the 90s and Jeter and Bernie and right. Andy Pettit on and on. They're all homegrown, but it's New York and it's, it's, you know, the empire and all the money that they spend. So like there's this misconception, oh, the Yankees, they buy, they buy. That's how they get good. Mm-hmm. And the Rangers, listen, the Rangers always had this narrative of, oh, they're the New York team. They're going to be in on a big trade. They're going to be in on free agency. And the salary cap has kind of changed that. Like the salary cap made the Rangers right before, you know, that lot, right after that lockout in the Lundquist regime, they had to develop. They had to start relying on young talent a lot more. That era kind of ran its course. Then you had this, this new era of Rangers hockey. But last year, guys, they weren't in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. They fired their head coach. JD's out the door. A lot of people are wondering, is there all sorts of dysfunction going on within the organization? And this is a feel-good year. The team is super young. Their power play is awesome. They're the tremendous, tremendous team to watch. Yeah, and it, it's funny because – I remember when everybody was saying, oh, Tom Wilson broke the Rangers. Tom Wilson broke the Rangers. And now here we are. And uh, yeah, that was a that was a good uh, Yankee comparison, Johnny. I love that. Ho- hopefully Thank we you. have a, uh, you know, a different outcome in mind than game seven ALCS loss. That still stings me today uh, from 2017. But um, so the Rangers played today and, you know, they lost three to two close game. Uh, what mentality would you bring to game four in Tampa if you're the Rangers to try and steal a game here so that we can go up 3-1 going back into New York? Guys, pretty simplistic from what I saw in game three. Stay the hell out of the penalty box. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I know a lot of people are going to be upset about the calls. You're always going to bitch about officiating right. when you lose. That's just the way it is. Uh, right. Trooper's got to be smarter. That's what it boils down to. And you allow Tampa Bay to get right back in the game. Like the Ranger power play is so good. You want to maximize every single one of those opportunities. And the Ranger power play, once again, was terrific. Even though they had the four-minute power play and they didn't score, they still go and get a couple of goals. Five-on-five, third period, they they looked like a team that was just kind of falling backwards in many ways. And maybe it was the desperation of Tampa, Mm -hmm. but I just, like, kept waiting for Igor to go and give up a goal. For as good as he was playing, for as dominant as he looked, for as well as he was playing – I just kind of had a feeling with the way those like final eight minutes were going. I'm like, yeah. Rangers are not winning this game. Yeah, yeah, they they controlled the tempo the whole third period. So it's like, you know, you have your backs against the wall. Eventually, it's going to kind of cave in. So I agree with that. Yeah, it felt a lot like game one of Carolina, that series, when they played really well in the first two periods and then just, they just sat back and they played 
not to lose instead of playing to win. I feel like in that third period in that game one, and that's what it felt like tonight. But uh, JJ, I do have a bone to pick with you because I okay. think a year ago, many do, many do. A year, a year ago, <laughs> no, you uh, you posted your like top ten New York sports. Oh, uh, I know where athlete. we're going with this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I know where oh, we're going. Yeah, with this. and I'm pretty sure that. Foxy was left off that list. Well, listen, not? you got to you got to understand something with these lists now. Number <laughs> one, I try to do the best that I can in like representing all of the New York teams mm. that may be stupid on my behalf, <laughs> but it's kind of like, you know, like in the all-star game when you have to have like a representative every at every team. all-star game, yeah. but it could tip the cap and, you know, wave to the crowd, the whole deal. Like yeah. that was me. Like, as I'm putting the list together, I'm like, I'm going to try and get a jet, even if I shouldn't, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and get a- an Islander player, which was very uh, on point last yeah. year. Cause they were playing in the conference finals and I felt yeah. they deserved love. Mm-hmm. Fox is an absolute stud. And the problem <laughs> I'm going to run into this year is that I don't want the list to, to, to just turn into a baseball hockey, Kevin Durant list. Cause that's, <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, Julius Randall's fat ass is off the list after <laughs> last year. My goodness. After he played out of his mind two years ago, uh-huh. his ass is off this year. So there's one spot. So I mean, maybe we'll find another. I don't know. Well, what are you? Well, yeah. When are you posting that? We'll do it the same time we did last year. I think we did it in the uh, the dog days of August. So uh, uh-huh. dog days of August. I'm okay. excited to see that one. Okay. I, I, I didn't want to put you on the spot, but I was going to say, I, I hope a few more Rangers are on the list this year. Well, it, well, listen, Shesterkin, uh, off the top of my head, uh-huh. see, see, here's the problem. I can't put four <laughs> Rangers on the list, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't do it. Yeah, I right. can't do it. So if I'm only going to put three on the list, Igor's got to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Panarin's got to be there, right? Be there. Yeah. Do we go Zibanejad or Fox? I was thinking Mika. I, I was thinking Mika. I don't know. It's tough. I, is it all recency well, bias? Mika's been better in the postseason. Mika's is it been recency better bias or is it career? Like, it, like what's the, a little bit of both? You got to take yeah. into both into consideration. I mean, yeah. I think it's both. Listen, beauty is in the uh, eyes of the beholder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have like strict criteria on this. It's kind of so. Then field. is Degrom not on it because we haven't seen him this year? I don't like. Well, you Degrom. I think I think Degrom was our number one athlete. Last year, I think um, I, I think he is. Lord, I, I think I think Aaron Judge might be moving in that list with the way he's playing this year. But we'll I see. don't know if you can leave Nestor Cortez off that list. I, I know we've a big Nestor might have to say. be on there. The turtle, I know. I love some Nestor Cortez. It's but great. It, doesn't it go to show you though the good problem you have within the New York Rangers, where you're talking about like four or five like cornerstone yeah. type guys? Like we didn't even mention Kreider scored fifty some yeah. goals this year. Yeah. That's actually something I said in the last episode. Uh, my cousin and I, his name's Jason Biznov. Shout out to him. But we've been saying that this was the team that Henrik Lundqvist deserved. So much skill. Oh in my front goodness! Of him. Yeah, I mean, listen. You think about the way Lundqvist had to play games. It was ugly. It was grinded out. It was defense. It was th- this team. Now they have some quality defensive players, but this this, this team is so much more enjoyable to watch yeah. from an offensive standpoint. It's not even close. Just pure yeah. talent. Yeah, especially since they're so young, I feel like they have so much time now. You know that that Rangers team with Hank was was getting older and older with you know Girardi and Stahl and all those guys. But um, but yeah, so the kid line for the Rangers has been a major success throughout these playoffs. What do what do you think's been the driving force to make this line's chemistry so great? It's a great question. Um, and it's funny I got asked on television the other night about now looking at the kid line as something you 
can like count on. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. like at the beginning of the postseason, it was kind of like a surprise. Like, oh, you're getting this unbelievable production. They're the best line that you saw for basically four or five games within the Pittsburgh series yeah. before Mika really got cooking and had the hat trick in game six. But like, yeah, guys, I expect them to play well. Like, I don't care how young they are. They got a good chemistry. Philip Heedle has been in the middle of everything. He's had a ton of goals. Lafreniere has been great. Kako has been great. So like, I'm I'm now looking at like Ranger playoff games, and when the kid line is getting out on the ice, I expect them to bring it. How can you not? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that line's getting out, out of out of all four lines. I feel like they're getting the the notorious name for like most famous through these playoffs because they're just playing so well. They've well, earned it. Also, they've earned it. It's also nuts that they're like 22, 20, and crazy nineteen. Crazy. Like they can't even buy a beer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who, who, who's the youngest? Of the two? Lafreniere. Lafreniere. Right. He's nineteen. Yeah, he's twenty. He's nineteen. No, I knew he was young. He's like, yeah, twenty. Jeez, man. 20. I mean, I literally. So, so he needs me to go get him a six pack of Michelob. Is what that's you're what I was gonna about. say. Yeah, I think exactly. I tweeted that after Game Seven of the. He might be natty series. ice. I was like Lafreniere. No, he's come on. We got to class it up for him. No, 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 no. He's playing in the NHL. I know. I know he's not getting those baseball salaries, but come on, he can't. He can't be drinking natty ice anymore. No All right, we'll we'll upgrade him to Stella's. Go laugh. Keep yeah. it classy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Funny. That's funny. But I guess uh, back to like just the overall New York sports realm. Obviously, there is, like I said before, recency bias with the Rangers right now. But who do you think will be that first team to break this ten-year drought of a championship? Wow, that's a great question. Um, you'd have to say as we sit here on what's today's date, uh, June the fifth. Yeah, the Rangers are the closest. I mean, oh, yeah. technically speaking, they are yeah. what six wins, six wins away. away from a Stanley Cup. So yeah. I'm going to give them the nod, even if Colorado is going to be too much for them to handle. And listen, let's get there first. The Rangers got to win two two more games against a really tough, ballsy, two time defending Stanley Cup yep. champ. So I'm not putting the Rangers in the uh, in the Stanley Cup final yet. But I think when you're playing in the conference final, you get that nod. And then, guys, honestly, I think it's a dead heat. And this is not a cop-out answer in any way. The Yankees and the Mets are both really, really good. And I don't know if I can handle a Subway Series for my sanity. <laughs> like for, for World Series, you're saying? Don't, don't no, do I don't want – I want no part of playing the Mets. I want no part of playing the Mets. Let me tell you something. There is nothing to gain – for the Yankees playing the Mets, as far as dynamics go. Yeah, yeah. the Yankees have a one in 12, 13 years. That's great. The idea of losing to the Mets mm-hmm. in the World Series, like we there's for a thousand four. No, they're on the same stratosphere, dude. Like it's one and one A. Like, and in some ways, it will be more insufferable for a Yankee fan because, like, 2004, how many New Yorkers are dealing with Red Sox fans walking around the boroughs yeah. or walking around wherever they live? The Mets fan is going to be in your face. Mm-hmm. They're going to let you know it. They're going to bother you. So I don't need that. Like there's reward there, but there's just way too much risk. So I, I, I would rather not lose to the Mets in the World Series. I, I'm right on. there with you, and it, it's also the fact that we literally haven't been back there in 13 years. So it's been a long time coming. Well, and that's the thing. Like if the Yankees go back, I want to enjoy it. Like Yankees, yeah. Dodgers, Yankees, yeah. Brewers. I am not going to enjoy playing the Mets in the World Series. They're, yeah. they're, the city might. Other people might. I am not going to enjoy it. It's going to make me sick. Yeah, yeah. It would be tough because, you know, the, the victory would taste very sweet, but then the loss would sting for a very, very long time. So I think I'm, I think I'm there with you. <laughs> I just want to ask a follow-up on that, though. Which team do you think would have the coolest parade? 
out of any of the teams out of any of them. Cause I've been trying to think Hold about on, it we too, like any, any of the New York teams. Well, like if Brooklyn won or the Islanders won, where the fuck are they doing their parade? I have no idea. Uh, it's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah. Uh, bro- I, I, Brooklyn probably would have done something in Brooklyn, like Atlantic yeah. Avenue in my neck sense. of the woods. <laughs> I don't, I don't live near Barclays, but you know, maybe they do the half marathon little trek that I did a few weeks ago. Maybe they make that their parade route. Mm. I don't know. Um, but I would say the craziest parade, two teams. Knicks, would be Knicks, yeah, the Jets, the Jets. Yeah. That's a great answer. I'm, I'm a suffering Jets fan as well. I so. think it would be Knicks one, Jets two, just because of how long, like it's been a while. Fans. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, been listen, one for fifty years. I think a Met, I think a Met or a Yankee parade or a Ranger parade would be yeah. off the rails as well. I mean, any parade is off the rails, yeah. but the craziest, Nick Jet, because yeah. a lot of people think it's never happening. Myself we also. Included. You're we also talking had about a parade after the season opener this year for the Knicks. That's <laughs> about oh, right. yeah. Bing bong. Yeah, that um, was nuts. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a Jets or Knicks parade. I mean, you're talking, you know, full police force out there arresting people and, and just full-on madness for the entire city. So that would be You crazy. might see me uh, climbing up at uh, one of those uh, light poles. <laughs> I don't know. Full I might even do that for a Nick parade. There was That's someone great. in Edmonton last night sitting on, like, the Wayne Gretzky Stanley Cup statue. I saw I that like, riding it. it. Yeah, that was nuts. That, that, I mean, I, I got to wonder how many Molson's deep they were in order to oh, do yeah. that. I mean, just wondering. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I'm going to rattle off a few random phrases for you here, and I want you to tell me which player on the Rangers you think should be most associated with each phrase. Oh, I like this. This All is right? fun. Yeah. <laughs> on house arrest. Jacob Truba. Is that who you said? That's it. That, yeah, that's right. Broadway bully. Oh, Miller. All right. Like Shooting that. star. Oh, <laughs> I could go a lot of different ways here. Um, that's, that's shooting, shooting star. Zubenejad. That's what I that's okay. what said. Yeah. The train's engine. Panarin. All right. And the last one, amusement park. Mm. Filipino. All right. Oh, that's, fun, yeah, fun I didn't get, yes, I'm annoyed I didn't get Igor in there. I guess I could have gone to Igor instead of doing Panarin, but you know, yeah, first that's, answer that came to mind. Yeah, well, that's funny. I, yeah, it's yeah. funny how you interpreted it because like he asked me and I interpret everything so much differently. I feel like Cody. Yeah, tell well, tell him what you said, John. And then I'll well, tell for him house him. arrest, I was thinking like, don't let him fucking out. And that was Greg McKegg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I said yeah. Keandre Miller because he's a stay-at-home defenseman and he's not leaving the house. So it's it's interesting how you interpret that. I think Broadway bully. I I said, I said Truba for that. You said you could have flip flopped them. Thinking yeah. about it that way, I could have flip flopped them. Yeah, but I also yeah. didn't know what was coming next. That's all <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Shooting star, I went the same as you. Amusement park, Filipino's great. And Train's engine, I think I went Igor because he's you know the yeah guy. Igor. I listen Igor or Panarin setting guys up. I like yeah. shooting stud up as a benefit. I yeah. like that. That's well, my Johnny. You one. said Lingren, right? I said Lingren for. The train engine, I train think, engine doesn't yeah. really make that much sense, but like, no, nah, yeah. he's a catalyst. He makes the yeah. train go. He's more of like a, a punching bag. <laughs> Just <laughs> taking know. hits. A respectful one though, I guess. Um, but JJ, you cool with like one more question each? Yeah. Yeah. Cody, you want to go? You want me to go? All right. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I had to get a Yankees question in here. Two-parter. I know you're a Yankee fan. I'm a big Yanks guy myself. So one, how are you feeling about the boys this year? And and who's the you know one player you want Cashman to grab at the deadline that you think can help put the team over the top? And then the second part is thoughts on the whole judge situation. Wow. Okay. So I feel great about the team. 
I was really down on him last year. Mm-hmm. I wanted some serious change last year. It was a miserable season. Uh, it was a joyless season. The end of the year made me absolutely sick. Um, I like the fact that this team plays better defense. They were on the bases a lot better. Mm-hmm. They're more balanced. And their pitching is carrying them. Their pitching has been the best in the American League, hands down. Um, so I'm a believer in this Yankee team. That's number one. Uh, number two, trade deadline. They need a left-handed outfielder. Joey Gallus stinks. Send him <laughs> to the moon. DFA his ass. There are certain guys who are just incapable of playing in New York. He is one of those guys that's incapable of playing in New York. So the guy I want on the team that would fit him perfectly is Andrew Benintendi. My man. I mean, <laughs> now I feel like that I is. I told that to Johnny too. I said that last year before they got Joey Gallo. Yeah. He's a former Red Sox that would bother him. He puts the bat on the ball. He's yep. speedy, plays good defense. He'd be perfect. He would be legitimately perfect for the Yankees. So I hope they get that done. Um, Cashman, though, usually doesn't give you the answer you're looking for. Nope. So I do think they'll get an outfielder. I think it will be somebody where you're like, hmm, okay. You know, like, like Jameson yeah, it's, Tyon it's came out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, Clay goes- Holmes came out of nowhere. That's kind of more the, yeah. the Brian Cashman MO. Uh, as far as Judge, look, I was fine with the contract they offered him before opening day. It was fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was basically a reasonable offer, right. but he said, yeah, I'm going to bet on myself right now. He's bet on himself and he's coming up aces. So yep. we'll see how the rest of the year plays out. I- I'm not, let's put it this way with judge. There's no point now in getting to a negotiating table and start talking. Like right. He's, right. his value from his standpoint could not be any higher. Is he going to get hurt? Is he going to slump? How is the second half of the year going to go? Hope it's a storybook year. The Yankees win a World Series or go to it, and he plays great, and you pay him. Right. I'm not worried about him leaving. The Yankees know how important he is. He's the, the marketing, the judges' chambers. That When they want somebody, tell me the guy the Yankees have lost out on that they really, really wanted. And it's not Robinson Cano because they didn't really want Robinson right. Cano. They gave him a half-hearted offer. They really didn't want him. When they want somebody, they get him. Yeah. Case closed. So I, I'm not worried about the judge stuff. It's just going to cost them a lot more money. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I No, I'm right there with you. I'm, you know, he's, 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 listen, he's the unwritten captain for this team and they need him. They need him. He, uh, like you said, he, he really goes far in terms of marketing and stuff. And listen, the guy bet on himself and it's working out. But the thing I'm afraid with him is that some, another team is going to jump in and offer him that, you know, 300 million or something crazy. And like, do you want to pay a guy eight, eight years until he's 38? Probably not. But, yeah, but you have to do it. But you it's have one to of those it. things yeah. like it sucks and right. it's probably not going to end well and it's not going to age right. well. You're the Yankees. Right. Figure it out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. certain guys you, you're going to have to deal with the back end of a bad contract. And, it's like Kreider, no? Probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. Aaron Judge is one of those guys. So be it. So yeah. be it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there, and and I love the Benintendi pick. I've been talking about him for so long. He was a Yankee killer, and I would love him on the team. He's crushing it for the Royals, and then the other guy I like is also Ian Happ as well. Yeah, so, he's a good player. Good yeah. player. Strikes out a little bit too much know, for my liking, but good player. Good the guy player. I'm in love with is Brian Reynolds, but he's not getting moved. But, but And uh, if I'm yeah. the Pirates, there's no way in the world I'm dealing with the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. After Jamison, Tyon, and Clay Holmes, no, you're – you're off limits. We're not, we're not talking shop anymore. I know. All right. That's great. All right, Johnny, all you. <laughs> Johnny's like, Johnny's like, I just don't know shit about baseball. But I'll kind of <laughs> keep the vibe. I'll keep the vibe going a little bit though, I guess. Um, 
somewhat baseball vibe. I know JJ, you're obviously like a big Yankees guy. So a lot of Ranger fans have been fired up with all the celebrities that are showing up at MSG for these games. I guess if the Yankees are in the world series, who would fire you up the most in the crowd as like a New York city celebrity cheering on the Yankees? Oh man, that's, that's a tough one. I, I, I don't know if there's one particular celebrity for me. That's like, like that's going to get me to another level. Like uh-huh. I always think it's cool. When you see the guys at the game now, like like drinking the beers. The beer. and, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, the next time, let's get the Yankees a full of beer. Like, yeah, what the hell was that? Guy, well, yeah. I think it boils down to they didn't know they were going to be on camera. Mm-hmm. They they spotted Rizzo and Judge and DJ LeMayu, and, you know, they're at the game. They're sipping a little bit. And, you know, you're not going to like, hey, let's wash them over full beers before yeah. we put them on the Jumbotron. Right. Uh, I love – you know what I love seeing – at the at the Ranger games, Mrs. Maisel. Do you guys watch Mrs. Maisel yeah, on Amazon? Yeah, been, I don't know. She's a badass. She's now. fantastic. Yeah, Rachel Brosnahan. She's like in all the games. Yeah. Um, but the guy that actually would fire me up the most, now that I'm thinking about this, <laughs> at the Yankee game, Jack Nicholson. Oh, was, that's a okay. great one. It has yeah. to be a fan. If you me. tell me Jack is sitting there with like the Yankee hat on, the front row, and the sunglasses, like, I know Jack's a Hollywood guy. I know he's a Laker guy. He's identified with the Lakers in courtside. Jack's a big Yankee fan. The Departed, I don't know if you guys know this. Anger Management, too. Best movie ever. Anger Management, big Yankee scene. The Departed, Boston movie. Leo had the Boston hat on, like Matt Damon Uh did. They asked Jack, are you wearing a Boston hat? He said, fuck that. I'm not wearing (laughs) a Boston hat. So, like, when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, that's that's my dude. So, Jack Nicholson would be my celebrity answer. It's fun. Cool. It's it's so funny you say that because I'm I'm going on the other side of the coin and I I would love to see Adam Sandler because he's a Yankee fan. True, true. Yeah, I mean, listen, Adam Adam can find some time. I know he's got a Netflix movie coming out, but you know, uh, every, October every in the World <laughs> Series, get his ass to the Bronx. Agree. Yeah. One of the funniest things I think about the Ranger playoff uh, run as well was I think it was game. Six, the Yankees got rained out, and Rizzo was fucking. How about Rizzo getting the Yankees game? And that was crazy. I, you know what though, eight o'clock at night, the traffic. I don't know if you guys do. You guys live in New York right now? You guys are on the Yeah. Okay, the traffic in New York around the city dies down considerably at around seven forty-five. So if you're traveling from the Bronx to Manhattan, Rizzo probably got there in about twenty-five minutes. I just think it's unreal. Yeah, that was hey, game one, Johnny. Hey, that oh, was game one. Yeah, probably, probably didn't even shower. Probably mm-hmm. said, "Hey, I didn't play. Let me throw on a shirt, pair of jeans. I, I don't know if he drove to car service, <laughs> whatever." And he's at the garden. We yeah. love that commitment. That yeah, was awesome. I, I, I love that stuff. I really do. But I guess before we let you go, we want to give you a minute to, you know, plug your stuff. And then I also do want to ask you your final prediction on the outcome of the Eastern Conference Final. Well, I appreciate that. Look, um, New York, New York, we go live on Spotify Live after all the games. We post them as a pod, too. But if you're looking to call in right after the game, super easy. We're, we're rocking and rolling with that. We've been doing it with the baseball. But my pod is New York, New York on the ringer. Find on Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Nightly, you guys could probably see I have smudges of makeup on right now. That's what happens when I do my I had own some makeup. too covering this pimple. Do, do you do your own makeup or you have somebody doing it for you? Uh, JSB actually helped me out in the studio. Today. Well, Julie Stewart Banks, one of the all-time greats, number one. Uh, number two is my fiance has been doing my makeup for a while in this like COVID world. You are wow. now she's kind of like accelerated me into doing it myself. So wow. now I do my own makeup and when she's not impressive. home, sometimes that yeah. it does. No, it's not that impressive. I do a terrible <laughs> job. Well, you look great. <laughs> we did all right. SNY, Monday to Friday, and Geico Sports Night. And um, 
Yeah, what else do I have to plug? Yeah, that sounds about right. New York, New York, <laughs> SOI, good enough. Love and it. Rangers in seven, or what do you think? You know, I did not like the Rangers' chances going into the series, full disclosure. I thought they were going to lose in six games. I thought they were going to give you good effort. I thought it was going to be hard fought, but I thought the team that had won back-to-back cups was going to find a way to win. I'm backing off that, guys. I have seen enough from the Rangers now. I think they're going to win this series. Mm-hmm. Now, I do not think it's going to be easy. I would not be surprised if they go in and lose game number four. I think we're looking at a seven-game series, and the team that finds ways to win game sevens gets a little revenge for 2015. Mm-hmm. Rangers in seven. I love it. Love that. Well, thank you, JJ. Really appreciate you, yeah, uh, you know, nice. sticking around till 1130 at night here. And I know uh, my boy it's early for me, guys. Are you kidding me? Normally, I'm, I'm just signing off TV at this shit. rate. So Go hit the bench press. Uh, I, I wish I had. The problem is I have a golf outing in about eight and a half hours. So that's a story <laughs> for a different day. That, that, you want to talk about another struggle in life? Try to hit a golf ball. That's another struggle in life. Guys, you're doing a great job. Thanks for a couple of minutes. Thank and you. Uh, you know where to find me. Later. Appreciate Thanks, you. man. Appreciate Later. it. Thank you, guys. That was fun. Really happy that we were able to get Mr. New York, John Dostremski, on the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And Cody, I really do think this series is coming back three to one to MSG for game five. Um, I don't really have any like bold predictions. I think it's going to be another low scoring game. Do you have any like thoughts that stand out going into game four? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I do think we're going to find some way to get that win um, in Tampa and bring it back to New York three to one. Uh, I, I'm right there with you, man. I think Vazzy got, you know, the jitters out or, or whatever it was in game one. I mean, people say he had the jitters in game two. I don't think he did. I don't think he no, did. He it was great, a three to two game. I mean, yeah. it was like, you know, it's, it's whatever, but, um, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think the rest of these games are probably going to be something like three to one, one goal games and, and, and stuff like that. So we're just going to need to obviously come out on top. Let's say the Rangers do lose game four. Mm-hmm. Are you starting to feel a little more nervous? Obviously, you're a little more nervous, but are you starting to get like concerned or worried about the series if it's tied 2-2? Coming back to MSG where the Rangers play two out of the last three games of the series at home. I feel good. I feel good. Um, I'm definitely nervous for sure. Uh-huh. I still think we will win uh, if we win the game five, obviously that is. But I, I don't want it to come down to that because – in situations like that, experience can come into play, man. And, and Tampa's got plenty of it. So it's going to be something, uh, you know, we, we need. And listen, you need to figure out a way to get road wins in the playoffs if you want to win a cup. So we need to figure out a way to get this win Tuesday. And if we don't, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. But listen, it, it could be way worse. You know, we could be down 3-1, down 3-0, whatever. So it's not the end of the world. But I, I do think... Like I said before, we have our legs on their throats. <laughs> um, oh, man. No, so yeah. we just got to keep pressing forward and uh, take care of business and, and get the win and then get the win again. And let's get to the promised land, man. I think 31 other months. fan bases would tell you they'd love to be in our position. I couldn't agree more. And we've said it many, many times. This city is title starved. Um, it's been a while. They deserve it. They need it. They want it. And I would love nothing more than the New York Rangers to be the ones to get there and, and you know, have a chance to compete for the glory. So mm-hmm. 
we're uh, we're two wins away. So let's one game at a time mentality and and get that shit done. Well, that's all I've got for this episode. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No, that's it. We're playing uh, Tuesday at 8 p.m. and then Thursday at 8 p.m. again. And then are we playing Saturday? Saturday uh, yeah. is 8 p.m. too, right? Saturday, I believe, is 8 p.m. as well. Yeah. And then if necessary, I think well, we'll we'll uh we'll talk to you guys before a potential game seven. So we'll have our people contact you. Yeah, people. we won't talk about that yet. But uh thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed the interview with JJ. And uh, we'll talk to you possibly on Thursday. But uh, as of now, we're aiming for next Monday. We love you guys. And let's go Rangers. LFGR. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.